dealing with conflict in your relationship, part two, triggers. Welcome back to Relationships First. It's David Dubay, and in this episode, we're talking about being triggered, whether it's you being triggered or someone else being triggered. What is being triggered? Being triggered is someone says a name, a word, does an action, what have you, and it instantaneously you're overcome or they are overcome with extreme anger, they're upset, that's being triggered. A trigger is an event that causes extreme emotional duress. It's similar to so PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. When someone's been in, let's just say, a war situation, where they've been deployed to war, and then during 4th of July, fireworks go off, and then they hit the deck. They jump on the ground, and what happens is their mind instantly places them back to when they were in ultimate danger based on that scenario or that situation. Now, it's obviously not the same situation or scenario, but the events that are transpiring in the moment are like an instant flashback to that. And that's a triggering event. It's an emotional connection to something in the past that is similar now as it was then. And so things that are triggering can be names. So if someone was in an abusive relationship, whether it was like with their mother, their father, their stepmother, their stepfather, their brother, their sister, their aunt, their uncle, whatever, right? Someone took advantage of them or hurt them and then they hear the name or someone says their name and instantly they transform into this angry person who can't be rationalized with, can't have a real conversation with. These are what are called triggers. Right? Someone might say a name or say a word that is offensive and that because for whatever reason, that word, when said, right, transforms them into an angry individual. Or someone sees something. Someone doing something to another person or another thing, like you're set off by someone who litters, right? Something like that. There, there's an event that took place that instantly triggers an emotional reaction, and then the person becomes just a different person, but super angry. And what happens is when this occurs, sometimes you can't reason with that person. You can't talk that person off that ledge, they're so angry. They're so caught up in the situation in their head that relates to the past. Right? Whatever the trauma of that past is brought right into this present moment and there's no separating the two. So that's what we want to talk about dealing with today in this episode. To me, this is one of those, one of those things that a lot of people are triggered and we don't think about this very often. We don't think about why is that the case? How do we get through that? And I want you to know that it's okay if you are someone who gets triggered. It's okay if this happens to you and you're not alone. I also want you to know that there are millions of people who are triggered. I mean, I, all of us have some form of triggers inside of us. Some are just bigger triggers than others, but it's how we deal with those that will help us get through and have better relationships in our lives. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you yourself want better for you and your relationships. And that's important. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm making this. That's why I'm sharing this information with you because I want you 
to have better relationships. The better your relationships, the better your life. And I know that to be true. Because the more depth you have in your relationships, then the more caring people are with you. And the more caring you can be with other people by having more depth in your relationships. So what are some of the things that we can do to help, whether it's ourselves or someone else? So the first thing I'd recommend, so if it's you who are triggered by something, if you have a journal, I'd write down in the journal, in your journal, take a pen and paper and write, what is the triggering event? What is that thing that sets you off? Is it a word? You know, there's many negative words out there that if someone says it triggers you, it causes, it turns you into such an angry person, write down what the word is, why you feel the way you do about that word. If it's a situation, write down the situation. What is it about that situation? Explore those, those feelings, allow the feelings to come over you, allow you to feel those feelings and think while you're in those feelings, why do I feel this way about it? What about this word, this event makes me want to act out and write that out. What this does is it allows you to process the emotions of what it is. And when you process these emotions, you become less attached to the word, the situation, or the event. It's therapeutic. It's releasing of energy that is tense and that winds you up. These, these energies, these negative emotions, they can physically harm you over time. You know, in past episode, I ta- shared a story from my father about the power of forgiveness and, and how it miraculously heals people. I shared a story on that episode. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. And essentially that's what this is all about. It's about healing. This is about going through those, those things. If you want fuller relationships, you need to get through these things. Cause if you have these trigger points and aren't sure about them or don't know about them, they can really hurt your relationship because if you're in the relationship and that person says that name talks about that event or brings you into a scenario where instantly you're flashed back to it, where you could not only destroy your relationship with them within minutes because you don't know how you're going to act when you hear the, the word, the name, or the, be a part of that situation. And so this helps you process that. It helps you get through it. It helps you understand your emotional attachments to it and then release those. So you might still be triggered, but it'll be way less of an event then. So that's if you yourself are triggered. That's a great way to get through that. Now, there are other ways, and I'll talk about those shortly, but now I want to talk about if someone gets triggered with you. So if you're in a situation and you say something or you do something or someone says something or does something and it triggers your partner, how do you deal with that? What is... What can you do? Now, if you say, oh my gosh, that was triggering, that's probably just going to cause the person to get way more angry than they otherwise should. Because when someone says, boy, you're really angry, and you're the one who's angry, it makes you more angry, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, you're pointing out the obvious, and now I'm even more pissed because you're talking about it that way. Now, my brother bless his heart, he's no longer here with us. But one of the things that he 
he would do and say, which was super powerful, when someone was upset and angry, my brother would say, I can tell you're very passionate about that. And that's a calming way of saying you're angry. It, it takes the word angry and transmutes it into passion. And when you hear passion, passion's not a negative thing. It's like, oh boy, you're right, I am passionate about it. And it settles the person down. It's like, it's like a balloon that's being filled with air until it's so full it can't take anymore. And what it's going to do, it's going to burst. But what you do before it bursts, because when it bursts, it's going to hurt some people, destroy relationships, etc. You say, I can tell you're very passionate about that. And now it starts to deflate. They, they now feel comfortable. They're, they're feeling more comfortable by hearing that. And then you can ask them follow-up questions. After saying such a thing, you can say, what makes you so passionate about that person, that place, that thing, this event? And now you don't have to say what those things are, but you can just say, why are you so passionate about this? So you leave it ambiguous as opposed to stating the name, the word, whatever that set them off because that might make them more angry. So you leave it ambiguous for them to dissect it. And then you shut up. You say nothing. You give them a safe place to share it. That safe place allows them to be free with their thoughts and their emotions with you. It's a place of vulnerability. And a lot of people don't like to be vulnerable. And this can be difficult for that individual and they might not want to share it. But the idea is this, you're giving them that safe space. And so if you just shut up and you just allow them to be with those emotions, maybe they process them right in front of you. Maybe they'll allow you to be a part of whatever that scenario, that situation was that's triggered them. And in doing so, you allow them to process the emotions and express themselves fully. Now, if they can't, they're going to tell you. They'll say, I can't tell you. I can't talk about this. But then you can, once they tell you that, you can shut down that situation. You'd be like, I understand. I, I respect you. I love you. I want you to be okay. And so this might not be the time. So is this something we can A, either talk about later or B, we can do something about later. Allowing them once again, that space to decide what's right for them in the moment. Because if you force the situation, if you are forcing them to tell you, well, that can become explosive. But by giving them that space, you're showing them in the moment too that, hey, I'm going to give you space. So if now is not the time, I'll give you space. I'll give you more space. So they will continue to feel safe around you. But by forcing it, you don't allow that now, if something that you bring up to them is triggering to them where they can't talk about, they don't want to talk about, even though you've given them space, they say, hey, and they shut you down from sharing information that you want to share because it's important to you and it's important to your relationship for growth reasons, but they shut you down. Maybe they gaslight you because of it. So what would you do in that situation? There's several things that we can do. One of the things that I always recommend doing is using pen and paper, writing down your thoughts, your ideas, and your feelings so that they can be expressed fully. In our private community, a gal named Angela had suggested that, well, write a letter then and then give it to your partner to read. That's a great idea. That's a great thing that we can do because it enables you to express your thoughts and feelings 
and your opinions in the fullest way possible without worrying about stumbling over your words or having to think through of what you're having to say, especially if your partner is always shutting you down. So having it written out and giving it to them in a letter format so then they read it and then having a discussion afterwards can be a great way to get through that and allow them not to be triggered or allow them the space to go through whatever it is they need to go through in order to fully express themselves with you. And then if they themselves have issues expressing themselves, maybe they should write things down as well. You can ask them, hey, in response to this, feel free to write your response as opposed to express verbally. Because if they're going to be too emotional about it, sometimes it's best that we just do that. You know, if, if you're in a situation where you're both heated, you're both fully angry. And in the last episode, I talked about how to calm that anger. So if you haven't heard that, make sure you go listen to that episode number 17 where I talk through that. But going to separate rooms or separate sides of the house or apartment, whatever, and writing down both your thoughts, your opinions and your ideas, along with your feelings about the specific subject that you're stuck on, and then coming back and, you know, exchanging those things with each other, or sitting down in front of each other, and then reading through what you wrote and giving each other space to talk about that is going to allow you to process the emotions. Because when you're sitting down with yourself and you're processing, right, writing down is processing. That's what you're doing. That's what they're doing. Allow you to alleviate the pain of that, right? That balloon that's being blown up to its fullest portion until it explodes. Well, you allow that not to happen. It deflates on its own as we sitting, as we're sitting down writing our thoughts, our ideas, our opinions, and our emotions. All right. So those are some tools, some techniques that you can use to help people who are triggered, whether it's you, your partner, a friend, a family member, what have you, to process and get through those trigger points so they can have better relationships, so you can have better relationships. Now, I want you to know that all of these things that I talked about, every single one of us goes through similar things in our relationships. All of us are triggered by certain things, or as my brother would say, really passionate about them. And so you're not alone and neither are those that you know and that you love and care about who are triggered. So if these things don't work, if these tools aren't something that you're able to do, it's okay to seek out outside help. And I strongly urge you to do that if you can't get through them or if they can't get through them. And it's okay to share this stuff, to let people know that, hey, there are resources available to you to get through this. And a lot of us are proud. We're proud to be, you know, who we are and to be like, I don't need help. I don't have to ask for help. I don't ever ask for help. But it's also okay to ask for help. People do this because they want better for you. They want better for your relationships. They want better for your family. You want better for you, your relationships and your family. That's why you're listening to this. So there are counselors, there are people out there who do these things. One of them is called EMDR, Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing Therapy. 
There is CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. There's hypnotherapy. There's family counselors. There's therapists. There's psychologists. There's all these resources available to you and to them to help get through these things. I understand, like I said, sometimes we feel too proud to seek for that, seek out help. But it's okay. And here's the thing. If you yourself have sought help or you're listening to this because you are seeking that help that you want, desire and deserve for you to have a better life for yourself, your relationships, your family, then if, if you see someone else having issues, you can say to them, hey, I've been there myself. I've sought help as well. And you make it okay when you do that. You make it okay for them to seek help as well by admitting you have sought help. So know that there are people out there to help you. If you don't want to seek out those individuals and you'd like to work with me, you can do that as well. On the website, relationshipswithans-first.com, there's a link on there where you can request to work with me specifically. So if you or someone else would like to do that, you can do so right there. If you'd like to join our private community where you can also ask for assistance, help, and get resources, you can do that on that website as well. That's relationships with an S-first.com. If this program was helpful, was useful for you, share this out. Let people know that this stuff is available to them. This is a resource in itself. Go to iTunes and rate our show. Let us know how we're doing. If you want to add to what it is that I'm sharing here, what I'm teaching here, join our community and let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about on the show. With that being said, I'm David Dubay and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.